22. Mark chapter 10, verse 17 from the English Standard Version reads like this. And as he was setting out on his journey, a man ran up and knelt before him and asked him, good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said to him, why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments, do not murder, do not commit adultery, do not steal, do not bear false witness, do not defraud, honor your father and mother. And he said to him, teacher, all these things I have kept from my youth. And Jesus looking at him loved him and said to him, you lack one thing, go sell all that you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven and come follow me. Disheartened by the saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. Heavenly Father, open our hearts, our minds, our spirits to be receptive to you in this moment. Allow your word to push us towards promise, to illuminate the path of destiny that you've designed for each and every one of us. Most of all, from this moment, Lord, do not allow us to leave unchanged. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Today, I want to talk to you about customers or children. And I want you to think, how transactional is our relationship with God? Are we customers or are we children? Point at your neighbor and say, are you a customer or are you a child of God? I want to talk to that in, in relation to being transactional with God, and we're going to get into that, as to how we relate to God. We're going to talk about transactional people, and we're going to talk about relationship people. And then we're going to talk about how it relates to our text and how it relates to our relationship from God. You'll find out in terms of how satisfied you are with most things, it derives from your expectation. A lot of how satisfied you are about something derives from your expectation. For example, I'll give you a good example about how sometimes your expectation and someone's judgment don't necessarily match up. A good example of that is movies. If you go look at movie ratings and movie critics, a lot of times they're very harsh and critical of certain movies that you might love and enjoy. The difference is expectation. They are looking for certain technical aspects of the movie to be to hit certain markers. They're, they're expecting the cinematography and, and the background music and all of and the and the acting performances of, of the actors to reach a, cer a certain level. That's their expectation, and therefore they're more critical. Uh, when you walk into the movie theater, you're just trying to be entertained. So it might be not have a great plot, and the actors might not have Oscar-worthy Oscar performances, but you might enjoy it because your expectation is totally different. So it makes a difference as to whether or not in our relationship with God and even in our relationship with others, as to whether our expectation leans towards transactional or whether it leans towards relationship. Are we looking for a transaction or are we looking for a relationship. I, I, I tend to suggest that in our text, the reason I've come to the, the conclusion of our, our subject and our thought is that we're dealing with a rich young man who was 
a ruler who had money. He was an entrepreneur. He was a businessman. He approached Jesus with a transactional mindset. His mindset, think of the question that he asked. What must I do to get, make it to the kingdom of heaven? What must I do? He didn't say, how can I get into a relationship with God? How do I pursue a, a relationship with you and, and, and your followers? He said, what can I do? This is a transaction. Is there a certain amount of money I have to pay? Is there a certain amount of service that I have to give? As a transaction, I give something and then I get something. And you know, our, our, our world, our, our, especially in the United States, we operate in, in, in under, under transactions. It's a matter, I'm going to give you something, I'm going to get something, and that's how our system and our economy works, based on transactions. The, 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 the upshot of that is that sometimes, because of that, our economy works that way, and we're so tied to our money, and we love our money so much, that we allow that system of economics to become our system of governance. And by mental governance, I mean we allow that system to run everything that we do. How we interact with people. They, they often say that the true measure of a man is how you treat people you don't need. The reason they say that is because we are transactional people and we are more likely to have a better relationship with people that we can get something from. Oh, y'all not going to talk to me here. If we can get something from them, we're likely to treat them better. You probably treat your boss better. Oh, y'all not going to help me here. You probably treat your boss better than you treat the other people that you work with because you receive something from them. You should think about that. The people that sign your check, a lot of times, in fact, you'll, you'll even say it out loud. Somebody say something to you, girl, she don't sign my check. Come on now. You said it. If you hadn't said it, you thought it. You, 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 you treat them differently based on what they can give you, based on what you can get from them, based on what you can receive from them. And, and as a result, sometimes that, that makes us people who are not following God's example of how we should love and treat our neighbor. Our governance for how we should treat people is not based on our economy. It should be based on God's word. Oh, you're not going to help me here. God's word should be the foundation of how we treat people. It shouldn't be based on how our economy works. So that means that I, I love people because God says, he that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. That's how I should treat my neighbor, and that's how I should treat the people that are around me and that I operate and work with. But if we do it based on transactions instead of God's word, then we fall short of God's mark for each and every one of us. And we treat people based on what they can give us. And we treat people that have money better than those who do not have money because we feel like they can return and reciprocate our gifts. They can give me something in return. It is a transaction. I'm your friend because I give you something and you give me something. Sometimes that even bleeds into our, our more intimate relationships. 
Sometimes those relationships are transactional. They're based on what one person gives and what one person gets. Sometimes even in these relationships, and we all know it, we've seen it, just keeping it real this morning. Sometimes a, a man and a woman, they come together and it's transactional. He gives and she gives and they give service, but then sometimes a baby results from their transactions. Come on, y'all ain't going to help me here. And when that happens, sometimes we have absentee fathers and even mothers because what happens is they entered into negotiations for one thing, but they got something else. And that person is saying, that wasn't what I bargained for. <laughs> Come on, y'all talk to me here. This was supposed to be a simple transaction. Y'all not going to talk to me. You provide services, I provide services, and that's it. And then what happens is, because the transaction produced a child, something that you didn't bargain for, then sometimes you get into that weird situation where you're trying to pull a relationship out of a transaction. I want you to think about that. It was meant, it was intended to be a transaction. It was intended to be simple. I, I give you and you give to me. I wasn't expecting a child, but now that I have a child, we're trying to pull a relationship out of a transaction, and I come to tell you, it doesn't, it doesn't work that way. Point at somebody and say, it don't work like that. It, you know, it doesn't work there. The, and people are frustrated because the person is saying, you, now you're trying to make me a, a husband. Now you're trying to make me a father. I, I didn't get into this to be a husband. I didn't get into this to be a father. It was supposed to be a simple transaction. And now you're trying to pull something out of me that's not in me because you cannot turn a relationship from a transaction. You're going to have trouble when you try to do that. And I know I got some witnesses out there. But the problem and, and, and how it relates, and, I, and we're going to get back to this, but I'm giving you a preview of where we're going, is that the problem is some of us treat God, our relationship with God, more like a transaction than a relationship. And I'll tell you, COVID really thinned the herds. I'll tell you the, re the reason COVID thinned the herds is because COVID sloughed away all the people who were coming to church simply as a transaction and not a relationship. Some people are here. Some people, when it's in a relationship, you have to show up. Uh, Songwriter song right my age, my age group knows that they... Uh, Tony Braxton saying, love should have brought you home last night. <laughs> love makes you show up. If it's love, if it's based on a relationship. But the transaction of COVID said, well, I can still be in church and watch it online. And I don't have to show up. Come on now. Because relationship makes you want to show up. Transaction, you pop in and you pop out. Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. That's it. You don't live at Walmart. You go to Walmart to perform transactions. And then you go home. You don't feel a need to show up at Walmart if you're not buying anything. Come on, talk to me. You're there for the purpose of a transaction. You're not in a relationship with Walmart. Or you shouldn't be. <laughs> we'll talk about shopping in a minute. 
But you go there to perform a transaction and then you leave. You don't owe Walmart anything. And Walmart doesn't owe you anything. You performed your transaction, you're left. You got what you wanted. Walmart got what they wanted. So you're all good. And sometimes we try to treat God that way. Well, Lord, I went to church on Sunday. We're good. We're good. I don't owe you anything on Monday. I don't have to pray or consecrate or read your word the rest of the week. It was a transaction, God. I came to church, then I left church. I even put something in the offering plate. So, Lord, we good. You're treating God like Walmart. I came in, I, 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 I did my duty, I, I left, and all I'm waiting on is my blessing. <laughs> That's how we treat God when we have a transactional relationship with him. Some of you all have friendships that are transactional. If you, don't, if you stop, see if you stop giving stuff to some of your friends and see if they hang around. Come on now. Some of y'all know you're in, in fact, when I said that, some of y'all probably had a person that popped in your mind when I said it. They're around you. It's transactional. They're there because they need something from you or they're getting something from you. And as soon as you stop giving them the thing that they need, they're going to move on from that relationship because it's not a true relationship based on love. It's based on transactions. They give something. You give something. So you both stay satisfied because it's a transaction. Some of us, we come to church, I pray, Lord, I prayed, I shouted, Lord, and, I, and, and, and when I get my blessing, then we're all good. And see, this is what happens. So when you have your blessing, the, the, the converse of that, if I'm blessed, then I don't need to come to church. <laughs> come on, man. Y'all know, y'all know some folks in your family, they come to church when they need something. They don't come to church any other time. They come when they need something, when they need to, get this, perform another transaction. God, I'm struggling right now, so I'm going to pray. I'm struggling right now, so I'm going to read your word. I, I, I'm going through something right now, and, and I'm a little low on my rent money, so I'm going to come to church. And then I'm going to pray, and then you're going to bless me, and then I can get up, go about my business. And I'll come back to pray. I'll come back to your word. And I'll come back to church when I need something. That's a transactional relationship. What God taught me through COVID, and I, I love coming to church anyway. That's, that, that, uh, so I, I would want to be here and I was here anyway. Preaching to the pews. And that was hard. <laughs> because y'all know how I preach. I don't read from a script and every word is not written down. God has a, it's like an outline in my mind, but then you're here, and then sometimes you pull stuff. And sometimes I, I'm preaching because I felt it in the room. And then when nobody's in the room, it's hard to feel it through the camera. <laughs> but, 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 that was, but that was difficult. But during COVID, I recognized something, and God put this in my spirit. And when we came back, I think it was April of 2020, it was in actually March of 2021, when we were trying to get back in the, in the building and we wanted to stay here and I didn't want to dismiss again and I didn't want you catching COVID and I didn't want a lot of people getting sick. But God put in my spirit that some people need to be here, not because just of God, but because of community. Because the church is there 
community. The church is their connection. The, the church is what keeps them connected to other people who are going through things like they're going through. And sometimes they just need to sit by somebody else and see them smiling through their situation. Maybe you, you don't know what you're doing right now. You, you might not have time to tell them your testimony, but when you lift your hands and say, God is yet good, I, I, I'm going through something. I don't have everything that I want. I don't have all the money that I think that I need. And, and I'm still struggling just like my brother who's sitting next to me, but I can still lift my hand and give God the praise because I believe that he didn't bring me this far to leave me right here and we are overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Somebody point at your neighbor and say, tell somebody. Tell your, 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 your testimony is, is, is powerful. And, and sometimes it's not just your word, but sometimes people see and know what you're going through, but you still have your head up high and you, and you still have a smile on your face and you still have an attitude and you still haven't let go of your faith and you're still holding on to God's unchanging hand. Sometimes your attitude is a testimony. Telling somebody that you don't have to look like what you've been through. Uh, you don't have to look like you're struggling. You don't, you don't have to look like you're sad because my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. I still have faith on God's principles even when I'm going through something. Even when I'm going through, I have faith according to his principles when I'm going through something because my relationship with God is not just transactional. It's based on love. It's based on relationship. And I can't explain the, the, the loving, the way to pursuing the love, to pursue a loving relationship with God better than you parents who have children. Children will teach you something. I wish I had some witnesses. Uh, children, children will teach you something. Children will teach you something because when you, when you have a child, uh, if, you have a, if you have a co-worker that gets on your nerves, you can just leave work, but, but, but your child, they still, come on, talk to them. They're going to be at home waiting on you, even though they're getting on your nerves, they're they still there. You can't just leave. You can't just clock out. They're still going to be there. And, and, and in most instances, and we pray to God, most of them are going to outlive you, so they're not going away. That teaches you something about love. That teaches you something about relationship. Because, see, if, we, if we're customers and we come to church and God doesn't give us what we want on our timetable, then we're going to leave. And we might not come back. Come on. Well, let, let, me, let me make it more practical for you. If you go to the store and they don't have what you want, you just leave. You don't feel like you owe them anything. You don't even necessarily feel the need to come back. In fact, if somebody else has it, you might go somewhere else. You don't feel any allegiance or desire to give that store that didn't have what you wanted anything. Because you're a customer. They don't have it. And let me give it to you this, this way, too. I don't want you to think of your customer as it relates, to, and I still want you to relate this as coming to church and your relationship with God. When you, and you're a customer, I go into the store, I want to get what I want for the least amount possible. I want to give the very minimal 
of what I need to complete this transaction. Raise your hand if you've ever left Walmart a tip. <laughs> anybody, anybody ever left Walmart a tip? So I really appreciate this product. This is low price. Let me give you an extra $3. No. You don't do that because it's not based on relationship. It's based on a transaction. So I'm going to give you the very least of what I have to get that product. In fact, some of y'all, y'all come to somebody, hold on, baby. You click that. Now, on the counter, it said it was $3.99. You rang that up for $4.14. Now, baby, I, you're not going to be taking my 15 cents. Now, I need my... Come, come on, talk to me. I, I, I need it to match what it's... In fact, I got a coupon in my pocket. So I'm going to get it for less than even what it says. Y'all not going to talk to me. On the counter, because I'm going to give you the very least I can to receive the product that I want. The very least. So if I can find a discount, if I have to join your savers club, if I need to get a coupon, if I need to go somewhere else... If I need to price shop and go to another store, I'm going to give you the very least that I have to get the product that I want. And some of us treat God like that. God, what is the very minimal that I can give you to receive what I want from you? And when you're transactional, you're not talking about relationships. What I need, Lord, I, I, need, I need another $70 on my rent money. What's the least amount of service that I can give you so that I can get what I want? Father, Father I, I, God, I'm looking for a wife. What's the very least amount of service that I can give you? And some of y'all get a wife and then you leave the church. Because it's a transaction. I'm trying to get the very least that I can to get what I want. God, I, I want a house. And then some of y'all get a house, and then you sit at your house on Sunday, and you don't offer God any service because you're trying to give God the very least of what I have so that I can get what I want. This is not a relationship. This is a transaction. And when I get what I want, just like you leave Walmart, you might not come back to God until you need something else. And I, 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 I felt that in my spirit when God spoke to me over COVID and then we came back and I, I found out who some of the relationship people are. Because when, when, when you're in a relationship, you, you don't just want to be here. You need to be here. Uh, <laughs> And, and, and I'm talking to a few folks because it don't matter if I don't preach your favorite sermon. And, and it don't matter if the, if, if the praise team doesn't, doesn't sing your favorite song. And, and the musician on the praise team might not even be in the same key. But you came here and you're receiving something from God because, Lord, I need thee. Lord, I need thee every hour of the day. Lord, I, I, I need 
I need the connectivity. I, I need the relationship. I, I need the word. I, I need the scripture. I need the song. And I'm internalizing all of that because I'm just trying to get a little closer to Jesus. I didn't come for a transaction. I came to further my relationship with God. Just a closer walk with thee. Just a closer walk with thee. That's what I want. So I'm not worried about what you're wearing. I'm not worried about anybody else. I'm not worried about somebody else's hairstyle. I'm not worried about that. I came to get a closer relationship with God, and I came here to get connected to other people who were talking to God because I'm telling you, I was talking to him all week. I was just doing it by myself, but I want to come to the church. And I want to talk to God with other people around me. I want to feel the connectivity of his spirit. I want to feel the word that says where two or three are gathered together in my name. There I am in the midst. I came for a closer walk with God. Because I came for relationship. Didn't come for a transaction. And see the problem is... Relationship people and transaction people can be in the same room talking to each other in the same language and they don't get each other. <laughs> they don't understand each other because they're speaking in a different language. They're not talking on the same level because one person works in transactions and another person works in relationships. And when you have that, they can conversate and not understand what the other is saying because their expectation is different. And what I'm telling you is when we, we often talk about you changing who your friend group is, it's not because they're bad people. But when my faith is on a certain level and I'm a relationship person, sometimes when I'm talking to a transactional person, they don't understand what I'm saying. And they can't have faith with me. Come on. They can't have faith with me on what God's told me. And I need some people around me that when I speak of what God has told me, I need some people that have enough faith to say, baby, God's done that. In fact, he, he's done it already. And, and I need to quote some scripture to me. And, and, and when they say whatever you bound on earth is already bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth and shall be loosed in heaven, baby, whatever it is you're praying for, God has already done and I need some folks who will speak faith in me even when my faith is feeling low. I need somebody to talk to me in faith language. Somebody, you speak English, but I also speak faith. Oh, come on, talk to me. I, I, I speak faith. I speak faith, and that means I speak those things that are not as though they were. That means I might be talking to somebody who's transactional. I'm having a conversation with God about something that has not happened yet, and they're looking around trying to see what I'm talking about, and they don't see it because they're transactional. But I need some faith people who say, baby, I see it too. I, I see you walking in it. In fact, I see you in the future, and you look better than you look right now because I believe you're about to walk into what God already told you. Hallelujah. Somebody say we're relationship people. We're, we're relationship people. And, and the thing that I, that I, I, I love about, about relationship people is you can't easily push relationship people away. 
Oh, y'all ain't going to help me because I'm going to talk to you getting your business because some of y'all have cussed out some folks in your family and they still there. And some of them have cussed you out and you still there because you relationship people. It's not transaction people. And I'll tell you right now, if your baby winds up in jail, you're going to go to jail. You're going to bail them out. You're going to get them a lawyer. You're still going to love them as much on that day as you loved them before because, baby, that's not a transaction. That is a relationship. And when you have a child, baby, you'll understand. Uh, that means I can go through some hard days. Oh, and I still love you. I, I can go through some disrespectful situations, uh, and, and I still love you. I can go through some disobedient situations, uh, and I still love you because that's how a parent loves a child. We're not talking about a customer. We're talking about I'm a child. Somebody say, I'm a child of the king. Because, see, transactional people, let me give you this because I need to get in your business right now because some of y'all try to act transactional around certain people. You're like, baby, that's her third strike and it's all over. I'm not fooling with her anymore. I'm not doing anything else for her. I'm not going to worry about her because that's her third strike. Baby, you're not a transactional person because if God said that was your third strike and he's not going to do anything for you, but my God, he said, if you confess your sin, he said he's faithful and just to forgive you your sin and to cleanse you from all, somebody say all, cleanse you from all unrest. So that's, I'm, I'm understanding now what, what happened with the prodigal son. The prodigal son was sitting there in the pig pen and he said if I had a transactional father, a transactional father would have said that I gave you all the money that you owed. It wasn't even due yet, but you asked for it while I, you, I was still alive. And I gave you all that I owed you. And that means when you step out that door, you shouldn't come back anymore. Because everything I owed you, I've already given you. But the prodigal son understood that his father was a loving father. His father was a relationship relationship father. He wasn't a transactional man. So the prodigal son said, he said, I'd rather be a servant inside my father's house. He said, I'll serve the beans. I'll cook the chicken. I'll take care of the horses. I'll go get the chickens. I'll do whatever is necessary because I believe when I walk back home, my father, he's going to let me back in. And I know for myself when I was sinking deep in sin I was far from the blissful shore I was buried deeply stained within sinking to rise no more but the master of the sea he heard my despairing cry and from the waters he lifted me and now say am I and it wasn't a transaction but it was love Somebody say love. It was love that lifted me. So the prodigal son said, if I can just find my way home, I believe my father will let me back in. So he walks down the road. But before he can get to the house, he sees his father standing at the end of the road. His arms are wide open. He was waiting on him. And I thank God. I serve a God that he waited on me. I didn't 
didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to act. But when I decided that it was time to come back home, my father was waiting. I said he was waiting. I don't know what you've done or where you've been, but I came to tell you he's waiting. Somebody say he's waiting. Hallelujah. Everyone say it. My father, my father, he's waiting. He's waiting. He's waiting on us. I've told you that that Jesus, he said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except he comes by me. Jesus established a bridge for us to get back, a way for us to get back in relationship with God. If you don't get anything else from this, I want you to weigh in your mind, how am I treating God? Am I treating God like it's a transaction? Or am I treating God like it's a relationship? See, a relationship can go through some stuff. Oh, y'all ain't gonna help me. Relationship can weather some storms and you keep coming back. And God knows, we, we, I, let me t testify for myself, I've been through some storms. I've been out of the path. But God, he brought me back. When I wasn't right, he died, he died before I messed up. <laughs> Knowing that I was going to mess up, over and over again. And he still died for me. I can't tell your testimony. I got to tell mine. He, he said, I know Christmas going to mess up. And he's going to keep messing up. But I'm going to die for him anyway. I'm going to die for him anyway. I know he's going to be hard-headed. I know he's going to fall back into the mess. But I'm choosing in advance to die for him anyway. How can I treat a savior like that? Like it's a transaction. I want a relationship. And when I'm in a relationship, you need to act like. Point at somebody and say, act like you're in a relationship. Act like you. Behave like you're in a relationship. You know what? Let me tell you how relationships work with children. Relationships with children work like this. They need something. You might not even have it. But in your mind, you're like, I'm going to figure out how I can get it. Come on. Come on, parents. Talk to them. I don't even have it right now. I don't even know how I'm going to get it. But because that's my child, I'm going to figure out how to meet that need. If we, as evil human beings, sinful men and women, if we think like that for our children, how much more does our Heavenly Father think for us? The only difference is, the only difference is, God already has. Whatever it is that you need, God's already got it. And unlike us, God freely gives. I said God freely gives. 
God freely gives to his children. He doesn't want you to be in want. He doesn't want you to be in lack. But he said, I freely give to you. Not just my gifts, not just money, but I give you love. I give you forgiveness. I give you grace. I give you mercy. I give you relationship. No good thing. Somebody say no good thing. No good thing will he withhold. Don't shout at that most man. No good thing, no good thing. Point at three people and say, no good thing. No good thing, no good thing, no good thing. Will he withhold from us? No good thing. And we know we are the children. Not the transactions, but we the children. We know that all things are working together for the good of them that love the Lord, for them that are called according to his purpose. Now, if you believe that, come on, put those hands together and give God some praise. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Heavenly Father, Lord, right now in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your word to come to remind us that, Lord, we're not in a transaction with you, but, Lord, we're in a relationship with you. That means, Lord, we, we need you. Lord, we need you. We're not going to allow Paul said, I'll, I'll let nothing separate us from the love of God. Lord, we're not going to allow anything to get in the way of your love, of your love towards us. But Lord, our arms and our hearts and our minds will be open to receive your love, no matter what's going on in our lives. But help us, Lord. Help us, Lord, on this week. Don't, don't allow the distractions of life to remove this relationship. Don't, don't allow our own mindset in this world to change our relationship. But Lord, at all times, let us be reminded, Lord, whether we are bound or whether we're based, Lord, your love and your relationship is always present for us. Lord, help us to walk in relationship with you every day. Reminding ourselves that even if we feel we have everything that we need, Lord, we still need you. We still need your love. We still need your mercy. We still need your grace. Not of works, lest any man should boast. But it's only by your grace and your mercy that we're here. And for that, Lord, we say thank you. For that, Lord, we give you the praise in Jesus' name. Come on, put those hands together and give God some praise. For those of you who've been watching us virtually, we pray that you walk in faith and relationship with God this week until we shall see you again. God bless you. I hope and pray that each of you were touched and inspired by our service today. If you wish to partner with us, you can do so by Giveify. Download the app on Apple Store or Google Play and search for Bright Temple. If you wish to partner with us on Cash App, just look for Bright Temple in the two line. And in the four line, tell us the purpose of your gift. If you would rather mail your gift, you can mail us at Bright Temple, Post Office Box 453, Shelbyville, Tennessee, 37162. Thanks in advance for your generosity, and we pray God's blessings on you and your gift.